This is Fearless Beauties, a podcast dedicated to developing voices of color in the beauty industry. We are talking to estheticians, skin specialists, and business owners to uncover best skin practices, tactical career tips, and ultimately, how we can create a better beauty industry together. I'm your host, Taylor Phillip. And I'm your other co-host, Alina Velez. Welcome to the latest episode of the Fearless Beauties podcast. Welcome to the Fearless Beauties Podcast. This is the last episode of the season. Season two, episode 18. Can you Crazy. can you believe it? What the heck? I can't believe it. I'm, I, yeah, I can't believe it. It went by pretty fast. Well, before we get started, I just want to say that I am your host, Taylor, from Taylor Budgets. And I'm your co-host, Alina Velez. Yes, girl. So let's go ahead and get started. Uh, We're talking about toxic masculinity in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. How the beauty industry. With a bang. (laughs) With a bang. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And just how the beauty industry can become more, you know, welcoming and accepting of men and, you know, the trends that are starting to, you know, catch men's eyes and that they're starting to partake in and just the cultural pushback, right, of toxic masculinity. So let's get into it. So I think we've talked a lot about sexual inclusivity on this podcast, Mm -hmm. but not much about gender inclusivity. Yeah. I definitely think that most of our episodes are culturally more feminine, I guess you can say. So they're normalized for women, but the truth of the matter is, is, there's a ton of men who are passionate about the beauty industry, whether that is makeup, skincare, fragrances, mm-hmm. etc. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we should start by defining what toxic masculinity is. Mm-hmm. I think it sounds loaded. Absolutely. But Google did because when I first I, when I first um, saw what we were discussing i was like what the heck is toxic masculinity right like, right <laughs> I, had no yeah. idea what it well, was. I think a lot of people don't know what it is so i'm excited to kind of yeah. dissect it a little bit so i definitely googled i did a little mini deep dive on what it is mm-hmm. so google says that toxic masculinity involves cultural pressures for men to behave in a certain way mm-hmm So it's likely these effects that all boys and men have in some fashion. So it refers to the notion that some people's idea of manliness, quote unquote, perpetuates domination, homophobia and aggression. So it's like the stigmas or cultural norms put on men. It's so true. I think that like, yeah, it's a sucker. (laughs) Gender identity is... It's a feeling deep inside, male, female, or other, you know, that I feel like it's not biological characteristics that, you know, make you more feminine or more masculine. It's these societal norms that are created around femininity and masculinity. And um, I just think that it's not always, it's not always true. Yeah, and I think it's also cultural and generational too, like mm, very generational, right? It's sad almost to where even like you see it in movies all the time 
men grow up thinking that they have to be just like their father because their father was just like their father. And if they decide that they want to take a different career path, that is not as manly, quote unquote, as what their father or grandfather or great grandfather did. Mm -hmm. They are immediately, is it demasculated or unmasculated or whatever the correct term is, but they are immediately shunned in a way because they aren't wearing a suit and not working in a corporate office. And that's just, that's just like an example that I've seen so much in the world is you're not a man if you're not wearing a suit or sitting in a boardroom or or I think even aside from the office setting, you know, like farming and construction. And if you're not, you know, working and getting down and dirty, you know, you're prissy or whatever you want to, you know, whatever you want to call it. And I just think these days men and women have both masculine and feminine sides. You know, you're allowed to be who who you are, you know, and I just think society does really kind of box us in and make you feel like you have to. Yeah. Oh, you're a woman. You've got to be feminine. You've got to wear dresses and have your nails done and your hair done and things like that. But, you know, the men's skincare is about to hit $13 billion by the end of 2022. So by the end mm-hmm. of this year, <laughs> they're going up. I was shocked. I was yeah. shocked with that number. I'm going to you know, be completely I love it. honest. I love to see it, though. You know, 71% of men in the UK, at least, who use skincare, hair care products, they prefer products that are specifically designed for them. So they're not going to go grab something that looks like it's advertised for women. They want something that's advertised for men, specifically for them. And I think there should be something that's specifically for men. Because they're men and their skin is different. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure that they have, you know, different hormones. Like they have more testosterone. We have more estrogen. Yep. In return, the testosterone levels actually, they make your skin produce more oil. And for women, in the estrogen, we produce less oil because of the estrogen. So there are some um, anatomical differences But I just feel like, you know, for generations, guys have been told that taking care of your skin and taking care of yourself is somehow less masculine, which is very, very backwards. I think human beings, we put out so much. We work, we take care of people, we, you know, do all these things that we're outputting. But what about you? You know, men or women? Self-care is not woman care or women care. Self-care is self-care. So I think when we think of self-care, we think of women, you know, pampering themselves because they've had a long day or they're moms or they're business owners and they're just like completely exhausted at the end of the day and they need self-care. They need to go get their nails done, their hair done, massages and stuff but men can do the same things and what I wrote down is that it's become I love TikTok I feel like the last few episodes (laughs) I talked a lot about TikTok because I love it so much but it's it's become a whole thing on TikTok with hashtag black men luxury I mean of course there's black girl luxury but we're talking about men so there's this thing called black men luxury on TikTok and I'm not sure And well, I am sure that there's a reason why there is an emphasis on black, but 
for the sake of the podcast and staying on topic, I think we should focus on the fact that sure. men, yeah, mm-hmm. men taking yeah. care of themselves has to be made a big deal in order for it to not be made a big deal, if that makes sense. Absolutely. There's this whole hashtag with black men luxury because it's a big deal. But I feel like if it was common and if it was normalized and it shouldn't, it, it wouldn't be as big of a deal as it should be. I think so you know too. What I'm and saying? I think it's like getting your hair cut, right? Men feel good after they mm-hmm. get their hair cut, just like women do. I think, you know, in relation to skincare and thinking of pedicures, for instance, nobody likes nasty looking feet, okay? Okay. <laughs> like, I love to see that people are creating spaces. For men to feel confident in going to these places to take care of themselves. I don't think anybody should feel uncomfortable to walk into a place where you are desiring to better yourself and feel better about yourself. You shouldn't feel uncomfortable in that space. Now, um, I'm going to ask you, Alina, because I've yeah. gone to the nail salon for most of my life. And every time I see a male in there, I'm not shocked. Yeah, I don't know if that's just because the way I was raised, like my parents, my dad is totally into self-care. He takes care of himself. Yes, dad. So my brother. <laughs> yeah, my brothers take care of themselves. My brother's nails and toes are always done. When my brother was, what, six or seven, I remember taking him to the nail salon with me many times. Like it's very common in my family and in the Bahamian culture for men to take care of themselves. My grandpa, mm. he takes longer to get dressed than my grandma. And no. that is common because the men in our culture take good care of themselves. And I'm sure that there is a reason behind that, but they just, they like to smell good. They like to dress well. They like, mm-hmm. you know, they get their nails done and stuff, mm-hmm. you know? It is very common. So when you go into nail salons, do you, and you see a man, do you like, are you shocked? No, not at all. And I don't know if it's Mm -hmm. just because I'm a very just kind of open-minded person. And, um, you know, I just think people come to the nail salon to get their nails done. (laughs) And I don't necessarily think it means that they are feminine or. Yeah, I think that, you know, your family, it might be a cultural thing. I think for me in a Hispanic household, I'm an only child, so I don't have, you know, brothers to compare, but my dad definitely, you know, loves his cologne. Uh, I've never seen him get his nails done, but maybe Mm -hmm. that's just because his dad never did that and didn't teach him. So it's kind of, again, generational of, you know, setting these. At the end of the day, it's hygienic. I think it's hygiene (laughs) and, um, you know, taking out just the glitz and glamour of it. And it's, it comes Mm -hmm. down to just being hygienic, keeping your skin healthy and all that good stuff. I mean, I know that if I'm attracted to a man, I look at their nails or (laughs) I focus on, do they smell good? Mm -hmm. You know, it's because you, I don't think any woman or any man who's attracted to a man wants a man that isn't taking good care of themselves, period. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't have to have the best smelling cologne, but I got to smell, you got to smell like you actually took, you know, a bath (laughs) or you don't want dirt under your nails. Absolutely. Like, that's not attractive. 
Mm -hmm. So I think it's just about doing what makes you feel good. And I don't think any man wants dirt under their nails or wants to smell. You know what I'm saying? So like like you mentioned, in between anything. Yeah. Yeah. No man. Mm -hmm. So I guess we can move on and talk about how that there, there are actual, I'm not going to call them spas because the article that I read said that they don't like to call them spas, but that, there are shops now dedicated to men's grooming. Yeah, they are calling them shops. And the more that I read, yeah, the more that I read, you know, these business owners of these shops for men to come to and get Manny, Petty, whatever, have just said, you know, how you speak about about your brand matters because using words like spa and salon tends to make men feel like they're going to a woman's business which is totally understandable. It is understandable. I feel like I'm going to uh, change the mood of this podcast for a second because (laughs) when I read the article about Hammer and Nails, which is Mm -hmm. a grooming shop for guys only, I, the feminist in me came out. Mm, Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Okay. I'm about to get controversial. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But okay. So... It said that these spots are dedicated to giving men the treatments they need in a way that does not threaten their insecure masculinity. So when I read that sentence, I immediately was just like turned off by it because I feel like there are so many spaces in this world that women may feel like their femininity is devalued. Mm. So I go to the gym a lot and... Mm -hmm. The amount of times I am sexualized as a woman for going into a gym that, let's be honest, a gym is dominated by men. (laughs) Thank you. Like, it's a man place, right? So if you go to the gym and you wear your your tight clothes because women like to go to the gym and look good. For Mm -hmm. me, it is like the only time I can go and be Taylor and not be a mom. So, yeah, I look good. Mm Mm-hmm but I am constantly sexualized or Mm -hmm. if I decide that I want to lift a certain amount, I see guys look at me and they're like, Oh, she lifting that amount. Or I see (laughs) other women who are benching 125, 150 pounds. And you see men looking at them all around like, what? Mm -hmm. Like women can't lift that because they're supposed to be lifting the whole 10, 20 pounders Mm -hmm. because they shouldn't want to, you know, build muscle, they should just want to tone up their bodies. Mm -hmm. So women are constantly sexualized, but we have to deal with it because we want to go to the gym and the gym for me is self-care. Absolutely. So, I mean, I'm sure that there are gyms dedicated to women only, but come on now, like most of the gyms out here are like the gym I go to, it is very intimidating for a woman because it's like macho okay yeah, yeah oh it is absolutely ridiculous and even if we want to go and wear something that's attractive we're sexualized because oh she just coming to the gym to find a man or she yeah. trying to <laughs> right. you know and that's just the real life part of it so some women just want to go to the gym and work out and yes we want to wear a tight outfit because it looks cute on our bodies mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. It is what it is. Guys, stop sexualizing us. So when I read about the hammer and nails grooming shop, 
I immediately was turned off, but then I read more and I understood why it was created. But then here's my second point. They said that it was created because they did not want it to threaten a man's inner masculinity. I feel like insecurity comes from within. You're insecure because you feel a certain way. What makes people insecure is the words and beliefs from others becoming who they believe themselves to be. So Mm -hmm. if a man grew up saying, oh, nail salons are for women. If you go to a nail salon, you're feminine or let's be honest, you're gay. They're going to start thinking that. So their insecurity has come from the words and beliefs of others. So I think that what men need to do is work on themselves and not feel insecure about walking into a salon, a regular salon, because of what they think others are going to think of them. Like, I think you should just be, and it's easier said than done, but I think you should be strong-minded and I think you should do you and not worry about what what anyone else thinks. I agree. I agree, Taylor. I think about like a hair salon that women go to, right? It's pretty, it's cool, it's a vibe. Mm-hmm. And then I think of barbershops. It's totally a dude-dominated environment. Yeah. You know, they're talking about dude stuff, like doing dude things. Right. And so I do think that it's kind of dope that they're creating a space for men to go and 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 take care of their feet and hands and, and everything else too. But I, I, I do agree with you just about... Like, get out of your feels, you know, like, come on, women deal with this stuff all the time. But I do think that there should be a space for everybody. Everybody is, is entitled to good self-esteem and, you know, good, good self-care and, and all that. Yeah. And I think Hammer and Nails is doing just that. I think that their mission is to eliminate insecure masculinity and I think they're doing a great job at that they must be they've got 18 locations around the country so they must be doing something right yeah (laughs) they're doing a great job and I'm going to get off like my high horse and I'm going to talk about something that I loved about them they said that after the men get their service they chill out in a treatment room and they said that they want their men to get used to the process of taking their time and relaxing. So after mm-hmm. they're done, they go to a treatment room and they just relax and they take it all in. And I appreciate that because I know when I go to the nail salon, it's like, a okay, get me out of here. Like, mm-hmm. it's a lot of I talking going my, on, a lot of noise. Right. Yeah. It's no longer relaxing. I know for me, going to the nail salon is no longer a self care thing. It's just, I like having my nails done and my toes done. So I go, but the environment is no longer relaxing because it's always, oh, next person up, next person up. So Mm -hmm. I like the fact that Hammer and Nails has like a relaxation, take it all in experience. Do you feel like when you get your mani-pedi that it makes you a better mom and a better woman in life? Yeah, definitely. Even though I hate the process of getting it done at the end I feel like okay I did something for Taylor Mm -hmm. I did not do something for Lauren's mom you know what I mean absolutely a huge difference 
And because when I get home, I go straight back to being mom. So that hour to myself is like, okay, I am taking care of myself. Just like when I go to the gym, I bought all these gym outfits because I wanted to look good. I wanted to feel like I did before I had a child. I wasn't somebody's mama, you know, I was me. I can go out and feel like a woman and not like a mom and they're they're completely different things so yes Mm -hmm. so on the flip side of things I do feel like guys guys are worthy of that you know Mm -hmm. they work hard and if it's gonna make you a better father and a better husband and a better person do that mani petty yeah (laughs) do it do it yeah I I think you're 100% right it said in the article that guys have been told that taking care of themselves is somehow more masculine and that the idea of taking care of yourself is just for females. So I like the fact that they treat men like kings there because, Mm -hmm. you know, they say like, women, treat yourself as queens, you know, get your hair done, your nails done, everything did. And I feel like guys should feel the same. The feminist in me came out because I just feel like it shouldn't be this huge ordeal but then I understand why it is I just there's just two different sides to it I feel like like the whole thing about sports pedicures that they offer Mm -hmm. women play sports too yes so I think that you just need to offer a space that is similar to what they would offer in a nail salon but just like you don't need to like macho it up like I just think you just need to Give men a safe space. Like, you don't have to have a sports pedicure, sports algae, sports that, like, it honestly doesn't exist. It makes me wonder, like, if I were to walk into one of these places, am I going to look at, get looked at crazy, you know? (laughs) No, you definitely are. You definitely are. So I feel like they're doing a great thing, but I I think it's also like, eh. I think, why Eh. does it have to be so divided? Why does it have to be so divided and so separated? I think it's great that. You know, I think it's a good start. I think we're headed in the right direction. Um, Yeah, I do, too. I think we're always headed in the right direction. So, like, mm -hmm. maybe I would like to see more nail salons that are um, co-ed, I guess you can say. Like, one side is, you know, I don't know. No, I think you're on to something there, for sure. Yeah, like, one side could be... For the males. What about the the couples that want to come in? Like, I see a lot of couples in the nail salon. Mm-hmm. So that's hammer and nails, people. Yeah. <laughs> I did come across Alex Rodriguez. Hey, Rod. Yeah. Good-looking guy. Macho. Baseball player, you know? I think he's coming for J-Lo <laughs> and, her, and her skincare Girl, stuff. Girl, you stirring because... <laughs> up drama. Man, because, I mean, he created a concealer, of all things, that uh, I was reading this article and he was saying, you know, I got all my buddies into it and and this and that. And I mean, that's cool. Everyone gets dark circles under their eyes here and there, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I just think I love to see that, you know, somebody in his position is doing something different. Yeah. He's normalizing men taking care of themselves. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to be honest. Okay. When I saw the concealer thing, I... I wasn't put off, but I was intrigued. <laughs> okay. I'm saying intrigued because I get it. 
I get it. I'm just going to say that I get it. Again, it's a cultural thing. Yeah. It's a cultural thing because I grew up, men don't do that. And I'm not saying it's wrong because if, you know, my boyfriend or my husband did that, I would just be like, okay, um, why do you feel like you need to put concealer on their eyes? Sure. I just don't like my dark spots. I played sports all my life or there's just like genetics. There's dark spots under my eyes. and I don't like the discoloration. Cool. So I think that A-Rod is normalizing. We want our skins to look balanced just like women do and that there's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that. And I'm, I am. 100% for it. So I'm going to leave it at that. (laughs) Yeah. We've come a long way from, you know, when our parents were kids. And I just think I'm excited for what the next, you know, like five or 10 years is going to look like and the growth and the direction that we're going to head in there. I think that one day we'll look back and just be like, I can't believe makeup and skincare was only for women. You know, at one point. Have you seen Target lately? Like, have you seen the men's section at Target? I walk past. What stands out to you? It's definitely doubled. It's definitely doubled in size. Yeah. A lot more products. There's a whole section dedicated to men's self-care. And honestly, I went there with my mom and little brother. And I think we spent more time in the men's section than we did in any other section at Target. And we could spend hours at Target. So they have like beard oils, shampoos, different deodorants, scents, skincare products, overall pampering products, even for the down under. Okay. I was excited. (laughs) Yeah. I was excited to see that because men want to go to America's favorite store and know that they have a section for them. Like, I feel like low key men like Target. And I feel like the only reason why men bash Target is because there's no space for them. Yeah. Yeah. You go to Target and it's mostly dedi- it's it's dedicated to women, okay? But if mm-hmm. a man, you know, is being dragged out to Target, let's be honest, that's what I see a lot. If a man's being dragged out to Target, it's okay. They're like, oh, okay, I know where I'm going. I got to go re-up on my beard oil or whatever. And I think even for men in the LGBTQIA community, they can go to that section as well. Absolutely. And that's what I like about it, that it's very fluid. It's not for the macho man. It's just for men who want to take care of themselves. And I love seeing that men, they have, you know, step-by-step skincare lines and target for men. I think it's dope. Like, We need more of it. I think so, too. Okay, a little bit of a rabbit hole, but okay, this is random. Do you feel like, have you ever bought a male razor? Oh, yeah, that's best. So much better. (laughs) So much better than women razors, right? What the heck? Yeah. Why? (laughs) Like, I wonder, mm, I don't know. Does that say that women are supposed to have finer hair than men? I don't know. You see what I'm saying? No, because not all women have that. Like, my hair is not fine. Okay? Like, my hair is rough. Mm -hmm. And that is why I wear men's razors. I wear men deodorant sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I think every woman should try a men's razor. They, I feel like... That's another thing they have in the Target section. They, I think it's called Goodfellows. I don't remember what it's called. Uh But... 
they have like or like the dollar shave club razors they have now and target like they are bomb and they put a lot of work mm. into these razors so yeah i say every woman here's your homework people we always give our homework women women go get a men's razor and try it out because <laughs> it's awesome i agree or holler at me for some laser hair removal <laughs> Okay, okay, quick laser Laser hair removal is where it's at. It will change your life, but, you know. (laughs) No, honestly, Alina, I am so scared to get hair removal. I want to get it so badly because I'm so tired of shaving. Well, what are you scared of? It hurts. Like, I get it. It doesn't feel good. I'm not ready for the laser, but I do want wax. Yeah. You I do think wax, you could spend, right? Wax is good, I'm right? not a wax specialist. I'm licensed to wax, but um, I just, I love the laser because waxing you'll have to do for the rest of your life, right? Sure, it might damage the follicles and you can get, you know, less hair growth in the long run, but why when you could just invest a little bit more, get laser hair removal mm-hmm. and, you know, some maintenance treat. I'm not saying it's a one and done. You'll need at least six treatments, but... Okay. I just think it's I think it's worth the money. I just think that definitely going to somebody that, you know, knows what they're doing is very, very important. I don't know what your laws are and stuff in Florida, but yeah, laser hair removal will change your life for the good. <laughs> I think I might just And try I do it have a lot of I have a lot of male clients too. Yeah. That's awesome. Speaking of men getting waxes, not that I'm about to talk about that, but You know, I did see that there are men nail polish lines. So men are out here doing the dang thing. You have Harry Mm -hmm. Styles that launched his beauty line. It's called Pleasing. So it's not only for nail polishes, but he's coming out with skincare as well. And I cannot wait to see what that looks like for a man to come out with a skincare line. I cannot wait to see what that what that's all about. Um, Machine Gun Kelly has his genderless nail collection. Yes. I don't want to botch up the name, but Undun Liquor. I don't know. But um, yeah, the the name threw me off a little bit, too. Yeah, I don't know. But also, I love to see it. Patrick Starr really pushed the needle. Fun fact about Patrick Starr. Yeah. Because I used to follow him. We both graduated from the same high school. What? Crazy. Yes. Timber Creek, Florida. I mean, Timber Creek, Florida, Timber Creek in Orlando, Florida. We both graduated from the same high school. And I found that out because I used to be a huge fan of his. Also, Jeffree Star, Manny MUA, James Charles. I love all of them. I think they've all made stamps in the beauty industry as men and they're doing their mm-hmm. thing. But yeah, Patrick Star graduated from the same high school that I did. So cool. Oh I think like gosh. a year from each other, which is crazy. So I could have been at the school when he was at the school, but who knows? <laughs> yeah. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> yes. We would love to have Patrick Starr on the show. Patrick. Okay. If you're listening, <laughs> holler at I us. I know you are. I'm just tell kidding. your peoples to get with our peoples. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I just love to see how men are breaking barriers mm-hmm. and, you know, just doing what they are filling in a gap. They definitely are filling in a gap and I love to see it. I think, you know, all of our online channels and platforms 
you know, social media and, and all that is really giving people a voice and um, we're able to, to see more. We're exposed to more. We're able to see more versus, you know, back in the day, just TV and whatever they were mm-hmm. willing to show us on TV and commercials and all that. And now social media, you can put out whatever you want to put out. And I just, I think it's really dope. Yeah. And I think we can definitely segue into like the last point is, which is how the beauty industry can become more welcoming and accepting of men. Mm-hmm. And I think that they can start that with social media. It's all over the place. Okay. TikTok, you see, it's not rare to see men on social media platforms doing their step to step skincare routine or their night routine mm-hmm. or showing you how they get their beard fluffy and mm-hmm. nice and pretty like <laughs> for lack of better yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah like the men take their beard so seriously like and I love to see it like I like to see the the glowiness and the mm-hmm. glossy the word, shiny know? yeah, yeah. It's, just it's attractive nice. it is it's so attractive and you can go on TikTok and you can you could just type in how to make my beard look nice and mm-hmm. you see men like giving you products to use it's not uh, a big thing anymore right so i think you can start with educating male consumers in skincare and beauty with social media mhm absolutely cuz if, it if we there. don't see it if we don't see it it feels like it doesn't exist And I think it would also be beneficial to see men of influence promote mental health, well-being, self-care. Like, man, that's a whole whole nother thing. Mental health in men. Yes, girl. And I think that's why toxic masculinity exists because of the insecurities that other men put on men. Like, come on, dude. The generational thing, right? Like men don't show emotion. Men don't cry. Men don't men don't see counselors. You know, you suck it up. You're a man. It's like, no, exactly. We are human beings at the end of the day and feelings get hurt and trauma happens. And if you don't heal that trauma, it's a it's a it's a domino effect. The reason why men are given such a bad rep is because of toxic masculinity and because society has told men that they just need to buck it up and Mm -hmm. you know whatever but that is why there's so so many divorces Mm. and so much infidelity and just so much suicide in men because of toxic masculinity I feel like that should be another podcast that we should just scratch beauty and just talk about mental health in men Mm -hmm. and how if we normalize men taking care of their mind, body, and soul, that the divorce rate will go down tremendously. There would just be so much more peace in the world. And I think so too. Right. Those men who are actually taking care of themselves won't have these hard conversations of why men aren't taking care of themselves. It would just be a thing like, yeah, men are taking care of themselves and it's good to see. Like there will be more fathers in the household. Yeah. Maybe they wouldn't be taking away women's rights um, for our bodies and abortion if they, mm-hmm. <laughs> gosh, oh. I mean, it's not funny. It's not funny. I shouldn't laugh. It's very, it's very serious. And I'm honestly, I'm really sad about it 
you know, I woke up this morning and, and checked my social media and it was like bad news. You know, I don't know if you, if you saw it yet, Taylor, but it happened. They overturned, yeah. uh, they overturned our rights. So man, I men just are think, telling women what to do with their bodies. It's, it, that's we need a, a revolution. Podcast. Mm-hmm. We really need a revolution though. But yeah, that's a whole podcast. And I think that, I think it will, I mean, girl, we need a whole podcast. I was just about to go down another rabbit hole, basically talking about <laughs> how there's this whole machoism in government. And that's why, girl, mm-hmm. let me stop. Let me mm-hmm. stop. But it's, it's the true. Truth. Like, it's relevant. It's true. It's all right. connected. Yeah. It's a generational curse mm. on men. Mm. And um, that is why I'm not saying that they're the blame for how society is, but they're a huge part of it. Yeah. So, um, I, th- you know, mental health. I think at the end of the day, we all just need to come together. Men, women, everybody, non-binary, LGBTQ, mm-hmm. all of the things. That's More the only way we're going to win. Always. Yes, inclusivity. That's, that's the only win. That's the only way to win, I feel like, you know, coming together because they, they want to divide us to conquer. <laughs> and... um I think it's going to be an interesting future ahead of us here. But, you know, it definitely is. There are some really dope things and and good things happening. And, you know, like I said, we are headed in the right direction. Uh, It feels like at least for some things and other things. It's like, gosh, we are taking huge strides backwards. But anyway, Girl, we're going to have to do this. We're going to have to do yeah. another podcast. Yes. <laughs> I feel like we're after both hours. holding a lot in right now. <laughs> Fearless beauties after hours. No. <laughs> oh, I love mm. that idea. Yeah. Like just raw. I mean, I feel like we're already raw, but like just get down and dirty because if you don't want to tune in, don't. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, y'all, that is a great way to end the season. Yes. I would say. I'd say so too. OMG. 18 episodes is crazy. Have I been on every single every single episode this season? I think I have. I think so. It's been crazy. Maybe I it's came on crazy. halfway through. I really enjoyed it. No, I doubt it. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, thank you so much to all of you for not only sticking toward to the end of this episode, but rocking with us for this entire season. Yeah. Let us know what you think of the podcast in the review section. Leave us a five-star rating. We've got some cool subjects coming for season three. I'm really excited about. Um, We're just going to keep on pushing the needle forward and spreading the good word of inclusivity and being fearless beauties. Yes. And so you should expect to hear back from us with season three towards the end of this year. So we're going to take a really good break but during that time we're just going to be brainstorming on great ideas for season three if you all have any ideas of what you would like us to discuss you can always dm us at fearless beauties on instagram or even on facebook or you can even message me dm me at taylor budgets or myself alina at true skin lab on instagram yeah even mary at your etsy godmother on instagram we would just love to hear what you guys are looking for like is there anything we haven't discussed or if we have discussed it should we break it down even more Mm -hmm. let us know let us know y'all 
Thank you guys for listening. Yeah, we'll see you all in season three. Bye.